0: This edition of the Succeed in AP podcast. My name is Jim Conley, and I am so excited to be here with you guys today. We're going to do a solo show again, and I am somewhat surprised. I know we've done a show similar to this um, in terms of the format and the topic, but what I want to talk to you guys about is a really fun one. It's also a challenging aspect of the course, and it's how do you enhance the physiology coverage in your AP courses? And I will talk about some of the assets that we have here um, at McGraw Hill Education. I might even wiggle in some other things, too, that uh, you might find out in the world. However, whenever I talk to people, physiology is a very polarizing topic. Um, and I think I've often said it, it provides a unique teaching and learning opportunity in any a course. And I think the reason why that is, as you all know, is that most students are going to struggle with the physiology. At some point during their academic journey, so whether they're a bright student or one that maybe um, struggles a little bit, maybe they aren't as prepared for your course, they're going to have challenges at some point. It just depends on when with the physiology. And then on the flip side of the coin, it's a fun aspect of the course because you know if you can get them to the point where they understand the physiology – And that is really, quite frankly, nothing better because it's so complicated, but it's really where everything happens in your body. It's where things break. It's where things regulate themselves. All those things are wonderful. Um, So a little bit of background on this. um, I've seen over the years, my years here in anatomy and physiology at McGraw-Hill, a wide range of people using simulations, uh, simulators, animations, and then interactives. Some of the best things that I've ever been involved in, and I'm this kind of person anyway where I like getting around and moving. Um, I have a young son that does the same thing, sometimes to the chagrin of uh, our family members. He's all over the place sometimes. But I like moving around to the point where I've attended the HAPS workshop, so that's the Human Anatomy and Physiology Society, where I've seen faculty model how they have their students act out some of the physiology sequences, and they might get um, a concept for them, and they'll actually have to add it out. And I remember uh, one that I was involved in was playing (laughs) out the role of acting out the uh, action of a sarcomere, which was a lot of fun. Um, So with me, what was interesting about me attending the workshop where you're getting around, you're dancing, and you're modeling what the different parts of the body are doing, I was very much like today's student. I had no idea what I was doing, and I remember the practitioner at the time in the HAPS conference was looking at me like, you know what you're doing, right? And clearly I didn't, so I, I can relate to what your students are going through. Um, So I think the thing that's important, and you guys all know this, is the struggle with physiology is going to be really twofold. It's a cellular topic. Um, You can't really see what's happening, and for that, um, it's kind of mysterious. Sometimes I hear students say it's like voodoo. They don't know what's happening. And then the second part of it that's really challenging is it's not static. It's always moving, and it creates a lot of complexity for most students out there. They need to really see it or visualize what's happening in their mind and then come to an understanding of what those moving parts are going to be. And that's really, I think, a unique opportunity and challenge for all of us as educators and then for us on the McGraw-Hill side as publishers. So whenever I ask each of you, the instructors teaching these courses, about physiology, I've watched and observed two quick reactions. You guys either get really excited or you get frustrated a little bit. And I think your excitement, from what I've been able to ascertain, is your love of the science and how you want your students to really understand, you know, the elements of muscle contraction, osmosis, diffusion, uh, could be glomerular, glomerular filtration, micturition, any of those things. You guys want them to really understand it, and when you look at your frustration, it always comes back to. Your students don't have the basic knowledge of how to really move through and acquire some of those concepts. And so whenever I ask any of you, I I hear a lot of talk about animations. And I think animations, as I've stated on this podcast before, they come in all forms, shapes, and sizes. And you can find just about anything out on the interwebs. You can find YouTube videos and anything you want to find out there. Uh, There are some that are good, some that are not. Um, I say the best animations, from my opinion, and what we publish here at McGraw-Hill are going to be more active and brief, obviously, in terms of what you're presenting. And you'll see some of the ones that are hosted online from free resources and whatnot, they're going to be a little more passive. And what they're going to do is they're going to let the student hit play, sit back, go grab a drink or whatever, get distracted, and not really engage with the software. And um, I think also, too, one of the things that I see out there whenever I watch students is sometimes they get lured into finding anything and everything online. I think there's an inherent danger, not to say that there aren't good resources out there, but I'm, of course, biased. um, As an employee of a publishing company, we peer review our assets, and we really encourage a high level of interactivity. We like the brevity of our, our assets as well. But I think peer review... And really going through and cleaning up what you're presenting digitally, that's an expectation that we provide here as a publisher where sometimes you have these free resources out there. They don't really have to um, really hold themselves to that kind of standard because free is free. Um, So in 2010, this is a little bit earlier in my career here at McGraw-Hill. We developed a, a groundbreaking set of interactives for anatomy and physiology, and they were based on the concept overview approach that uh, Valerie Laughlin, Terry Bidal, and Mike McKinley had in their McKinley AP textbook. Um, we started calling these assets for a while physiology interactives, and now, not a big surprise, we've changed our mind and, and said we're going to go back to the concept overviews um, interactives, but really it comes down to the physiology. And what these assets, these interactives that we've published, what they're going to do is they're going to cover key physiological processes and difficult concepts. But what I love about them more than anything is they're going to put the onus and the challenge and the exploration and the ownership of the animation in the hands of your student. And they're going to be gated. So if your student isn't getting the concept, then it's not going to animate but I absolutely love what these assets will do. And I'm going to give you a quick story. So I was um, at a local community college a number of years ago when we were presenting and publishing these. We did uh, student focus groups. We had roughly 5,000 students at the time that went through and tested these assets. And I was lucky enough to uh, follow an older gentleman. Um, he gave me permission to talk about this. He said, uh, no problem. He's kind of a colorful guy. His name is John. 55 years old, going back to be a nurse, and um, he's a book guy. He is a great student. Um, at the AMP one level, he got a 92 on his final exam, and there's a reason why I'm mentioning that. Um, so he went through one of our interactives on um, the conductive segment and the nervous system, went through it, did a bunch of things in the software, and he started doing this huge celebration. Well, me being an energetic, passionate person, I immediately said, "Oh my goodness! I got to find out what he's doing." And so I went over and I said to John, "I said, John, what what is going on?" And he said, "I finally got it, Jim." And so we had a quick conversation, and I asked him why. Why did you finally get it? And he said, "Well, you know, what's cool. You know, I've read your book because um, he was using McGraw Hill book at the time. I've used some of your other animations. I wasn't exposed to this animation, but he said with this one, what I was able to do is I was able to basically break it." put it back together, and I felt like I owned the content. At the end of my interaction here, Jim, I got it. So a few seconds later, a good friend of mine, a friend of the podcast, friend here at McGraw-Hill, she came over and, and said, what's the ruckus? And we started going back through the story. And she said, I'm really surprised, John, because you were one of my better students, and you couldn't get that kind of score on the final exam, 92, if you didn't know this concept. It's just impossible. And he said, yeah, well, the thing is, I was just studying for your test. And I know you guys all hear that, that you know, students are going to try to study for a test and do well on that and move on. To me, that's when I knew that you know, this particular asset is going to do a really good job out in the market because it did exactly what we really want, which is getting that student to that critical thinking stage where they're seeing something that's really complex and they're getting it a little bit better. Um, so, again, the thing I published online is I talked about how students – like to play, they practice with the physiology interactives. And the key thing about these that's really awesome is they're self-paced learning modules. And for you as an instructor, we've also added in some assessments. Um, I know I get frustrated a little bit whenever I teach um, different concepts. And I might be lecturing on something and I'm talking, 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 and I don't know if my students get it or not, but if I throw them a quick quiz or ask some questions, I can see whether it sticks. So we do have some assessments that will go along with each one of these interactives. And um, it's just really a fun thing. So I highly encourage you, if you have not, uh, as a user of our McGraw-Hill Education books, um, these are available to you. If you're not a user, we'd love to have you test those out with your students if you want to explore them. Or if you just want to explore them yourselves, feel free to do so. Reach out, drop me a line on those. Um, But one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to link out in the show notes, Um, some articles that I've written about these with some videos so you can see for yourself how these things are really set up what they do and whatnot but uh, one thing that I get asked a lot is well two things the the most common question is one are you going to build more I think it's the number one thing and I think that's a testament to how valuable these assets are so the good news is we're going to be publishing here shortly four brand new ones and we we did this whole process where we're going to. Publish these for a specific reason, so we're doing blood pressure, there's going to be adaptive, innate immunity, and then uh, endocrine will be the next one. So those will be the four. So there'll be blood pressure, adaptive immunity, innate immunity, and then endocrine. Obviously, those areas are really difficult, and we're going to continue building those. Um, so if you do have some specific thoughts or feedback on which ones we need to build next, definitely want to hear from you, or um, you can send either me an email or Matt Garcia on my team, and we'll make sure we prioritize those and, and put them on the, on the list anyway. So once you get into these, you might ask, and how often I hear, how do I use them as an instructor? So I'm going to go through the four quick ways that you can use these in your course. Um, you can access these interactives through the instructor library that we have in Connect, and that's offered for any one of our brands, then um, if you're in Connect, you can actually take some of the modules for each of the interactives and assign those. And if you're not sure in your book where these are located, reach out. We've got a nice little grid that will outline where these are, what chapters, so you can go find those. Um, and then I also have built some standard courses uh, with some partnership with some of my instructor colleagues. We've built some courses that we can copy to you as well that will have these things assigned. And then if you're not in the mode of assigning them, students can also access these through Anatomy and Physiology Revealed Version 3.2. And these will be available in the cadaver version, the cat version, or the fetal pig version. And the big thing from our perspective is we wanted to make sure that all of the students out there that they had access to these wonderful resources and that's one of the reasons why we put those in anatomy and physiology revealed and then the last thing too i mentioned to it briefly but we do have instructor built courses that we have here at mcgraw hill and we do that uh, to try to save you some time so we've got these interactives set up in a course that you can quickly take modify You can add to it. You can take away from it if you want to. But that's just my whole dialogue and and, uh, discussion about the physiology interactives. They've made a difference in my life. So I've been really enjoying seeing faculty use these to a higher degree. I've been really enjoying seeing the student response um, of these over the last eight years. Um, It's really been kind of a cool effort for us and we're going to continue investing in this area. I know another question you might be thinking about is, are these available on a smartphone or a tablet? And these are HTML, um, so they're no longer flash, they're they're converted and over in the HTML format. So they will work on a tablet or a phone. Uh, On a phone sometimes a little bit challenging just because of the screen real estate that you have. Um, but they are available and something that you can use. So that's a wrap today for the Physiology Interactives. I hope you guys enjoyed the solo show. It's kind of briefer. Uh, we'll keep doing this. If you have show ideas, we've got a, a good roster set up here for the next three to four weeks for you. But if you do have show ideas, send those in and we'll get those prioritized. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Succeeding AP. And if you get a chance, please leave us a review on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you're consuming your podcast. We really appreciate it. That helps us get the word out. Also helps us uh, improve the podcast. And we really want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day.